take a portion of the current income right now instead of paying that to yourself, instead of spending that on other things, bring that back into the business. Invest that back into the business and hire your first team member. When the team member is ready, you sign the clients and you're able to make more income. So hire before the need comes up. What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. In this session, we're going to be talking about how to create capacity in your online business so that you can scale. When we are starting our business, we do everything, right? We start by saying, you know what, I would really be happy if I, you know, sign one client, I can have a little bit of income from my online business, and then I'd be happy. And then you're the one learning how to get clients, to deliver to clients, And you're doing all of these things as you start. And that's normal. That's natural when you're just starting out in business. However, when you start to get clients, you start to grow. The things that used to work for you and you were doing it all alone, you know, will will have to be tweaked in order for you to continually grow. So as you do all the things, you're doing it all alone. The demand for your time and your attention will also grow. So... What I was saying is that the demand for your time and attention will also grow. And as time passes by, you will have to make decisions in order for you to keep growing. Otherwise, the danger to not doing that is you'll end up burnt out. You'll end up not loving your business. You'll end up, you know, just working another working another full-time job. The difference is that now you're the boss and you're also doing everything and you're at home. The problem is if we, as we grow, if you do not do these, you know, not learning about how to create these decisions, a few things can happen. You will notice that even if you know how to sign clients or you lose the motivation to know how to sign clients because you have that one, two clients that's filling up your hours in a day and you find yourself not wanting to sign more clients, even if you can, and even if you know how to, because you know that it will take a bunch of effort to do the delivery and you don't have a team backing you up. So that's one problem. You wonder, why am I not signing clients? I know what it, what it takes. I know what to do. However, I am finding myself having the resistance to sign clients. The reason is because you know that when you sign that client, you cannot deliver. You don't have the capacity to deliver. And so a lot of times what happens is that we do, we self-sabotage, right? And that's the answer to many questions. Why am I not signing clients? I have the right mentorship group. I have the right support. I know what to do, but I find myself resisting it because you know you cannot deliver. You don't have the capacity to deliver. You don't have the team to back you up. The second thing, if you don't do this, you know, if you don't prepare ahead of time, you may be signing the clients. You successfully sign them, right? And then you rush hiring the person. You rush looking for a VA who can take on the delivery, 
When you do that, one, you get really impatient because you the delivery has to happen now and you're also at the same time training your virtual assistant, which is not going to be beneficial because you're impatient, you are running on a timeline, you do not want to disappoint this client who just paid you and signed up with you and you don't have the capacity to deliver. So you're, you're, you're becoming anxious and impatient and unable to deliver what this client has really signed up for. So that's the second thing. The, the reason that we don't want this to happen is because as a manager, as someone who has to train team members, you really got to have that patience to allow them to make mistakes. It's a process. It's a process to train them, allow them to have mistakes, correct them politely, encourage them to do better. Because imagine if you're the one getting hired in a company and your manager expects of you immediately 100%. It's just not possible, right? This is why we have training practices in place, training processes in place to help that person coming into your team to get on board smoothly with the right condition, with the right energy, with the right skills that brings them into optimum delivery. So if you are unable to do that, if you cannot be patient because you're anxious, because you're you're rushing the hiring process, because you already have a client waiting for the delivery, it's not going to be beneficial both for you, for the person that you've hired, and for the client that's receiving the service. Number three, you're not able, if you don't do this, you're not able to scale. It's just simple that when your hours are filled with client work, you're not able to do the things for your own brand and you're not able to sign more clients because you have a full day already. You cannot take on any work. And lastly, as a result of that, if you don't do the creation of capacity early uh, before we actually need it, before we are desperate for it, we end up honestly loving our businesses less. Because in the first place, going back to the reason why we created this business, why we wanted to be to be an entrepreneur is we want to create freedom and income and time. But when, you're, when your hours are full with client work, how are you going to be able to enjoy that? Like it defeats the whole purpose of building the business, right? So those are the dangers. Those are the problems we face if you don't create capacity. But when we do this right, number one we will be able to sign clients with ease. When we know that, that our delivery is flawless, that we are capable of delivering the service without struggle, then we will be able to serve clients better. We'll be able to sign them. We have that confidence that we can deliver what we promise, right? Second thing, you have a very clear delegation. You have peace of mind because you know exactly what are the things that's going to be done by you. What are the things that are going to be done by the team member that you have hired? You are going to be clear on your responsibilities, their responsibilities, and what you can deliver as a team, right? There's no confusion. The quality of your delivery also increases, and then your success rate increases. The success that you bring to that client will also increase because you're clear with everything. You, things are getting done at the right time, and you have enough bandwidth to take a look at the things that's being done in the business and assess it and improve it, and you'll be able to bring more success to the business of the clients that you've signed. And if we do this right, as a result, you, you'll end up loving your business more because you now you have more time. Now you have more capacity so you can accept more clients. You have higher income. You're also helping your team members make a living out of this. And your clients are also happy. And it serves the purpose of you getting into this business. You being able to earn and at the same time be with your family, at the same time serve 
you know, yourself, have enough time for self-care. And if it serves all these aspects of why you start this business, we did not start this business only for income, right? We wanted freedom. We wanted time with our family. We wanted to be able to control, you know, our time, where we work, all of these things. And if it serves that, then you're in a very good place. You end up loving your business more. You're more energetic and motivated and happy to show up for your online business. So what are the things that you would have to do in order to create capacity in business? Two things to take note. One, it would be great and beneficial for you if you hire before the need to hire comes up. So if you create enough capacity in business, you will be able to sign more clients because you know that you can deliver. All right. So you would have to create enough capacity so that you're not rushing to hire people. Because if you look at your business, you step back and you zoom out, you have that perspective in your business. Okay, right now I'm doing it all alone. I have two people. Or or maybe you have one VA and there's you and you're doing, both of you are doing all the things and you have four clients in total. Then you could ask yourself, if your goal is, to, and, and you're, and let's say, for example, you, you have $4,000 in revenue right now thousand dollar per client okay you do the numbers but let's say you're go- you're at four thousand your goal is or you're you're below that your goal is to get to ten thousand dollars right so if you want to get to ten thousand dollars you take a look at your package price my package price say for example is two thousand dollars so you would only need to have five recurring clients paying you two thousand dollars each month and you're at ten thousand so you have you need five clients we're, we're looking at the numbers here and if the two of you you and your va can only handle three clients, then you do not have capacity to serve two more clients that will help you get into the 10K mark, right? So simply say, the current capacity you have in your business right now doesn't allow you to get into the level of income where you would like to be. You're not getting to 10,000 because you do not have the capacity to deliver the service for you to receive 10,000 from clients, right? So it's very simple. Your capacity right now is only allowing you to receive a certain amount of money. If your goal is 10,000, you got to see what kind of delivery should you be able to to execute in order to get to 10,000. In our example, just, you know, refreshing that, if you want to get to 10,000, $2,000 per client, you need 5 clients. If the capacity right now is only to hold 2 clients, then you do not have the ability to serve three more clients. So you cannot sign three more clients. So what would be the next step for you then? The next step for you is to figure out how you can create the capacity, which is only by hiring another team member. So now your your priority, the next thing on your list, importantly, that will help you get into that 10K mark every single month is to have the person in your team who can help you with the delivery. So now you're able to sign clients because you know you can deliver. Earlier, we mentioned that we self-sabotage because we don't want to hire, we sign the clients because we know we can't deliver. And this is us, okay? So one, you got to know the capacity that you need and you got to create that capacity simply by looking at what's your goal and what's your current capacity to deliver. So that's one very, very important point I want you to remember. Another thing is do this before the need, okay? Because we mentioned earlier that a lot of entrepreneurs, they hire VAs when they couldn't take it anymore. They're desperate for help. They need they need help. And then there's already a client waiting. So they're more anxious and they don't have the time and the patience to train another person, their business, because they rushed it. But if you hired someone before the need came up, if you hired based on your vision to handle more clients, not because you're already at the, at the very desperate and you're already panicking, you will be at a place where you can train the person 
to deliver better, when you can give that person the allowance to make mistakes, to learn from it, to execute better, and to just grow in your team and serve your business and your clients better. So hire before the need comes up. Hire based on the vision. Your vision is to get to 10K, then hire before you have the clients for 10K so that when, when you're signing clients, you're ready, you're confident, right? And how does this work? May, how can I hire a VA? How can I hire another team member even if I don't have the clients paying me yet, right? If you have, say, two clients right now and you have your income from that, instead of taking all the income from these two clients, I encourage you to take a portion of that instead of paying that to yourself, now you get to do this to make this decision. You get a, I wouldn't say sacrifice for lack of a better word. You're going to allot that money from your current income. You're going to allot that money to hire the person early so that you can train that person when that person is ready. Instead of just being able to handle clients, this new VA can handle two clients. Then you've used that portion of your income initially so that you can create capacity to handle two more clients. Now you can get two more clients, sign them, and now you have increased your income. So hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step by step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, help me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. Going back, take a portion of the current income right now instead of paying that to yourself, instead of spending that on other things, bring that back into the business. Invest that back into the business and hire your first team member. When the team member is ready, right? You sign the clients and you're able to make more income. So hire before the need comes up. And then let's talk about um, five very, very easy steps that you can start to think about when you're hiring your team member. It's very simple. Number one, you've got to create a list of everything that's being done in your business, right? From prospecting to speaking with clients to creating the contract, sending the contract, the coordination, the back and forth, the delivery of the service, right? The assessment, if you're a social media manager, like all of these recurring tasks in your business. You're going to make a list, a list, a brain dump of everything that's being done in your business, or you have to be executing in your business from A to Z. Okay, that's the first thing. And then you're going to categorize the things on this list. Which tasks among these many things can be done by myself only? All right. Which tasks can be given to other people? Which tasks can be delegated to a team member, a virtual assistant? Right. So again, brain dump in one full list and then make a mark of the things that should be Yours, because nobody else can do it for you. Say, for example, if you're doing coaching, then the coaching can be done by you only. No, even coaching can be delegated. But let's say creating the modules, because that's you, right? Can can be you. And then all the other things that can be delegated, you have to mark that. You know, you have to know these categories. If you're a social media manager, honestly, almost everything in social media management can be delegated 
sometimes we don't want to delegate it because we feel like, oh, I can do it. So why must I delegate it? Well, to create freedom in your life and for you to be able to have that time to actually be a manager, to actually be you know, a CEO instead of you doing everything in your own business, right? Not because you can, you should, right? There are tasks that you can do, but you shouldn't do, that you should delegate to another person so that you actually have the time and attention to step back, zoom out, have a perspective in your business, like zoom out, okay? So you get a list, everything, create a category of things can be only done by you and category for things that you can delegate, right? Another thing, so when you have this list, second thing for that is before you actually delegate, you gotta go through the full list and you gotta eliminate. You gotta eliminate the tasks that don't need to be done. There are tasks in your business that are absolutely crucial and they contribute to the success of of the delivery of the service. They, They contribute, they're absolutely needed, they're vital. But let me tell you, when you do this brain dump, you realize that you've been doing so many things that can actually be eliminated And they don't need to take up time and attention and energy from anyone, not from you and not from your virtual assistant. You know, you gotta make sure that the tasks remaining in that list are absolutely necessary so you're not wasting human resource, okay? So list out, brain dump everything and categorize the tasks based on what you can do and what you can delegate. Number three, you have got to automate. You've got to automate things that can be done by a software, you know, there are system software that make things easier for us, that make things faster. You don't have to do everything manually. So say, for example, sending the contract, when you receive the contract, like your funnels, like you have Dubsado for that. We have a software that we use, OBS Pro, whatever can be automated. You don't have to do it manual. Pay for softwares. We have Typeform, we have ConvertKit for emails. We use like an all-in-one thing, which is OBS Pro. We haven't launched that yet. It's just for my OBS members. But yeah, we have these softwares available to automate things that don't have to be done by humans. Okay, let's make use of the technology. And then number four, when you have a lean list of things that you're sure to contribute to the important things in your business, the delivery, the marketing, the sales, then you can delegate that to the next person. And then now let's go to hiring. The fifth step is hiring. When you know exactly the list of things that you would like to delegate, list of absolutely important things that cannot be missed, then you can proceed to the hiring process. You're going to decide, am I going to be hiring someone part-time? Am I going to be hiring someone full-time? I think eventually as you grow your business, it's good when you have full-time virtual assistants or full-time team members because they can focus on your business. Sometimes when a virtual, the the disadvantage of not paying your virtual assistant well is the income that they are earning from you is not enough. So when it's not enough, they're going to look for other clients and they're going to have multiple clients on their plates. When they have multiple clients on their plates, it's prone to overwhelm. They have a ton of things to do. It lessens the quality of work that they do for you, right? So, You would want to pay your virtual assistant, your team member well, so that when you pay them is enough that they don't have to look for so many other clients in order to fulfill their income goal or their financial need because you're paying them too low. If you pay them well and as much as possible, I think one of the best ways to go is to 
hire someone full-time and they have all their energy and time and brain cells dedicated to you and your business and they can perform well. So if you ask me, is it better to go for part-time team members or full-time? If you are at a place where you don't have a lot of work demand yet, yes, go for part-time, but if you can, hire them full-time. This is going to be possible if you know exactly what to do to create demand, which is going to be tying back into your sales and marketing knowledge and your system, your method of signing clients. Because when you now have the virtual assistant you have and you've trained this person, you have the capacity to handle clients, now you're going to get clients for this person to handle and you increase your income. That is deciding between part-time or full-time. And then let's go to training. This is so important. You guys, whenever we join a job, whenever we join a team, whenever there's a new task, we all go through training, right? So it's absolutely unfair if you expect to hire your VA, your team member, and then immediately expect them to perform at 100%. Just not possible, right? You, They will need training. They will need time. They will need to adjust, like all of these things. So... For me, what I do inside is I always treat the first month of working with my new team member as a trial and error. I communicate with them beforehand to say that, hey, okay, I want to test it out. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who can work with me full time. And is that you? So we have to be aligned with the pay and the and the hours that I need if they're okay with that. Um, we have to be clear with the arrangement because if they're not looking for full-time, you want to hire full-time, obviously it's not going to work, right? Or if you want to hire someone full-time and they don't want that, it's not going to work. So you got to be clear if this person is looking for part-time and full-time and if it aligns with what you need. Say, for example, okay, I'm looking to hire someone full-time, but I really want to see if this is going to work between us. So I would like to take the first one month as a trial period for us wherein I will be paying you for one month in full. It's your responsibility to pay your team members in full. Do not get people to work for you for free. You do not want that for yourself. So why would you do that to others? So my advice is now like, take your CEO seat, take that money from you know your income and pay your VA swell. So have a clear arrangement. I'd like to take this first month to test things out with you. If it is a fit or not, I will be assigning you. Uh, I will be training you. I'll be assigning tasks to you and then you decide. We will both decide. We'll reconnect at the end of this month to assess what that month has been, if we are a fit, if we're not a fit. And then also have in your have it in your mind that this first month you allow your team members to, you know, to make mistakes, to adjust, to to learn from the job instead of expecting them to be perfect because you're just going to be frustrated if you expect them to be perfect right away, right? I mean, who is perfect, right? You got to give them the allowance and here's one very important thing. You got to make it feel safe for them to make mistakes. You got to create a safe environment for them to ask questions. You got to make them comfortable knowing that they can always circle back to you if they have questions, if there are things that they're not sure about. Because one thing that's happening when a team member is so scared of the boss, or so scared of you, and they're being treated like employees, and, and they feel like, you know, if I ask this question, maybe she will think I'm not capable enough. If I ask this question, maybe she'd think that, you know, I'm not good for this job. Like you have to understand your team members, if they want this job, they're going to do their best, but they might still have questions and they want to prove themselves to you. So they will have a lot of hesitations and doubts 
performing and asking questions as they learn the job. It's your job as a manager, as the leader of the group, to create a safe space for them to ask questions, to communicate, to suggest, to be themselves so that you can bring out the best version of them in this project, in this hiring process, right? So make it clear what you're looking for. Make sure it's aligned with what they're looking for as a job. And then communicate the tasks well, create a safe environment for them. So what we talked about is creating capacity in business. If you don't do this, you won't want to sign clients because you know you can't deliver. You can sign clients, but you're rushing to hire, which adds up not successful. Or you, you can't scale because you know that you can't deliver anymore. And you end up being frustrated, not loving your business because it doesn't serve the purpose of why you created it in the first place. But if we do it well, you're going to be able to scale. You're going to be able to sign more clients. You're going to be able to create more freedom in your life. You're going to love your business more. And the quality of service you can provide clients will also increase. So what do you actually do? When you're a one-man person, you have a small team, and you only have a little bit of a capacity to serve clients, and your goal is to get, say, add $10,000 in your monthly recurring revenue, you've got to ask yourself, what is the capacity that I need to create in order to serve clients to get my income to 10K, right? And then you hire the people to build that capacity. So when you have the capacity, you're confidently going out there, signing clients because you know you can deliver. A few steps in signing clients. Number one, list down all of the tasks that is being done in your business and then categorize it for what only you can do and what you can delegate. Step two, Eliminate. Eliminate everything that's not needed. Sometimes we do so many things that it's not contributing to the final result. They're just noise. They're just consuming our attention and time. They're not really needed. So it is worth reassessing your list. Number three, automate. Before you delegate, automate. So eliminate first and then automate. And then you will delegate. So automate, use systems, pay for Dubsado, pay for email marketing services, pay for OBS Pro, pay for, for whatever software that's created to help you not do things manually, all right? Buy time, right? So that it's easier for you. You don't have to do things manually if they can be automated. Use technology. Number four, when you have a very lean list of things to delegate, now you're going to delegate, you're going to have to have a person hired to handle these tasks. Decide if it's part-time or full-time. If you ask me, I do prefer having people on full-time because they can focus their energy on, on my business and they can, you know, the quality of the results are, I'm not saying it for everyone, but generally it's better because they don't have other things to think about compared to if they're handling so, so, so many clients because the income they have from you is not enough. So pay your team members well. Um, Decide if it's, if it's part-time or full-time. And then treat the first month as a trial wherein when you hire them, have a clear discussion with them this first month. I would like to see if we are a fit. And you can also get a chance to see if you like working in my business or not. So this first month, we will work. And then at the end of one month, we will assess and both decide if it's a fit for us. And if it is, then you're going to offer, obviously, a long-term agreement with them. Create a safe space for your team members to make mistakes, create a safe space for them to ask for advice, make an open communication pathway between both of you so that they can be comfortable and you can eventually bring out the best in them. Do this even if you don't have the clients yet. Do not take all the profit and pay yourself. Take a portion of that profit and then use that to hire someone even before the need comes up. When you have this capacity in business to serve clients, you know, that's 10K, 20K. And, and no matter what is your income goal, 
then you will be able to do so because you won't be scared signing clients because you know that you can deliver. Okay, that's what I have for you today. Creating capacity to scale your business. Big love for listening. I love you. I'll see you guys in the next session. Bye. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at Make It Happen, that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T Happen, and send me a DM with the word OBS. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.